I mean, one of the most proud moments I had in my life was being a delegate for Hillary and being able to vote for her. You know, just being able to be there and vote for the first woman nominee and to become the first woman nominee um, to me was just something that was uh, incredible. And having that come right after voting and being a part of the first African-American president uh, in our history, I think building the arena is something that I'm incredibly proud of uh, and been real lucky to be able to work on. Most people don't say an arena. Welcome to Bridge the City, a podcast recorded in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Our mission is to bridge together people, resources, and ideas that inspire Milwaukee to action. And my name is Benjamin Ringo. My name is Kyle Hagee. And I'm Sam Woods. Today we have a Milwaukee talkie with Alex Lazary the Senior Vice President of the Milwaukee Bucks. Bucks and Six. Who you just heard in the beginning talk about voting for Hillary as a delegate and building a new Pfizer Forum in downtown Milwaukee. Now we could hear Alex talk at length about these two accomplishments, but today we are going to focus on his efforts to have Milwaukee selected as the host of the 2020 Democratic National Convention. Now it was a grueling process, maybe, I don't know, but the Democrats have narrowed it down to three cities. Miami, Houston, and of course our great city, Milwaukee, the machine shop of the world. This is exciting news, and Alex joined us to convince us why Milwaukee is the right choice. Although, as you can probably guess, we did not really need much convincing. No, we did not. We didn't. But uh, why does this matter for Milwaukee and our listeners? Well, as you will hear Alex explain, it's going to bring a lot of people, resources, and ideas to the city. So what you're saying is that it will bridge the city. Yeah, that's exactly right, and that's why it's a phenomenal idea. Now we want to make clear that this is not an endorsement of the Democratic Party as a whole, but rather a look at the benefits and the obstacles that conventions and other events can bring to a city. We do want to thank the Burke Foundation before we jump into things. They were so lovely, offered up their space for us to use for this interview. Unfortunately, we were interrupted when a pipe burst and flooded an elevator shaft. Mm. I kid you not, that happened. So even with the attempted hack of our interview, it was going to be about the DNC, so I'm looking at you, Vladimir Putin. We were able to continue with an excellent conversation with Alex, and we're really excited for you all to listen and take action. Alex Lazary, the Senior Vice President of the Milwaukee Bucks, and I'm the chair of Milwaukee's effort, uh, bid effort to bring the Democratic National Convention to Milwaukee in 2020. Great. And, and how did you get involved first with the DNC, and then more specifically, uh, the DNC bid, which you're alluding to, bringing that convention to Milwaukee in 2020? After graduating from college, I immediately got into politics um, mm-hmm. and started working for President Obama. Um, So I interned for him for about six months in 2009 uh, and worked for Valerie Jarrett uh, and interned in her office. And, um, you know, I then left for six months um, after the internship and the person who I was interning for uh, started to, you know, she was leaving and asked if I'd be interested in interviewing. And then I was right back to moving to D.C. Uh, And I got to work for President Obama for two years um, as uh, one of Valerie Jarrett's deputy chief of staffs. Uh, When I graduated from business school and came out here, I started to help out on uh, Hillary Clinton's presidential campaign, involved a little bit with the Democratic Party uh, in Wisconsin. And then after... 
2016 was trying to figure out what's kind of that next move. What can we do to really help the party? And what can we also do just to help Milwaukee and Wisconsin in general? One thing that um, after kind of talking with the mayor, uh, with Congresswoman Moore, hey, you know, what could be a really interesting play would be uh, trying to bring the convention to Milwaukee. Uh, And not from a partisan angle, really looking at it from a pro-Milwaukee angle. And how can we how can we put the city on the map in a way that it just hasn't been before? I think what this convention bid and what getting the convention would do is put Milwaukee in, in the spotlight and get people to understand, hey, Milwaukee's a top city. Milwaukee's a place that you want to be. So you mentioned, obviously, the mayor, uh, Congresswoman Moore. Who else is part of this coalition uh, to bring the convention here? Has there been any sorts of resident uh, engagement with, do residents actually want it to be here? Um, How did you go about kind of forming the coalition? We've got Martha Love, uh, who's also on our board. Um, Paul Vornholt, uh, the mayor's chief of staff, uh, is also um, heavily involved, um, especially through the mayor's office. But, you know, I would say, uh, you know, the mayor and Congresswoman Moore uh, and me are really trying to drive this process. Uh, And I think what you're also seeing is real support from, I think, the business community. Uh, and I think just from the community in general, um, you know, we're we're raising money for the bid effort, and a vast majority of the companies that we've gone to have supported it. And it's because they don't see it as a partisan thing; they see this as a recruiting effort. You know, when you really think about who watches the convention, who comes, uh, you get about fifty thousand people coming, and millions watching it on TV. What that allows is that is a type of advertisement that you can't get through any sort of paid advertising. It is the, you know, when you have 50,000 people coming into a city that haven't been here before, that those are ambassadors. Uh, those are young people who are volunteering, who are, you know, the head of college Democrats. Um, and if you get an RNC, it'd be college Republicans. No matter which convention you're getting, what you are getting is young people who are coming in looking for the next phase of their life and you're getting that free shot to impress them you know that's what makes i think this coalition so strong is because businesses and community leaders see that this isn't just about having a bunch of democrats running around the city Uh, what it is about is trying to convince people uh, and especially young people who are going to be the future of this city um, to come here and that this is a place that is affordable Uh, it's a place that has a ton of culture. Uh, it's got you know great entertainment, great local restaurants, um, and is a great place not only to live while you're young, but also to start to raise a family. Um, and you know it's a great place for standard of living and cost of living. And uh, it's got all the amenities of a Chicago, uh, but it's cheaper. So what do you say to somebody who might um, hear Milwaukee in in the short list of names to host the convention and, and think? Milwaukee doesn't have the capacity to host an event of this size. The problem is you have preconceived notions about Milwaukee, and that's something that we need to educate not only the people around the city, but also people around the country. So just to be clear, Alex was not saying that I have preconceived notions, but instead that many people do. I specifically don't have any preconceived notions about Milwaukee, besides the fact that it's the greatest city in the world. Uh, When you're talking about, hey, can we bring a know a convention here or can we have you know something like the democratic or republican national convention or can we have a business conference or anything of that sort i think the automatic original thought is oh milwaukee can't host it they don't have the capacity to host it 
What we're trying to do is turn that on its head. And if we can be a finalist for something of this size and of this magnitude, uh, that means that we should very easily be in the consideration for a corporate relocation, for a, another type of business conference, um, for another type of uh, uh, convention. Um, you know, maybe even things that, you know, you can look at something. There aren't going to be many things that are bigger than a political convention. So even something of equal size or smaller, people should start to look at Milwaukee as a place that is going to be a, a draw. And for us, it's going to be about education um, because the facts say that we can host it and that we have the capacity to be able to do that. And, you know, that's something that we're trying to educate Milwaukee, the business community, and I think, you know, just the country by saying, hey, look, if we're finalists for this, we need to be in the conversation for whatever you're trying to throw. Um, and if you just look at what Northwestern Mutual does with their conference, Summerfest, Harley Davidson, you know, we have big you know, events in the city. We just don't tend to think that we have the ability to host that type of stuff. And we need to get out of that mindset. We need to start really believing that Milwaukee can and should be in that conversation. I think once we really start to do that, you'll start to see a lot more conventions, a lot more events, and even corporate relocations start to look at Milwaukee as a place and a destination. So the, the few events that you alluded to, Summerfest, uh, I know like the Northwestern Mutual Conference, a lot of the traffic and consumer benefits are concentrated in one specific area of Milwaukee. Um, and there are areas of Milwaukee that certainly could benefit from, from more traffic, more people um, buying things from, from their stores, particularly the north side of Milwaukee and south side of Milwaukee. Do you see the DNC being here as a potential benefit to some of the outlying neighborhoods outside of the downtown area? Well, that's what I think makes something like this so special, is that it's not going to just be something that benefits downtown. Um, this is going to be an event that will benefit not only the entire city, but you know, you kind of look at the surrounding areas of Milwaukee um, and the entire state. Um, what we're going to do is, you know, we plan on hosting some community meetings where um, you know, we want to start registering and getting a hold of, hey, what are all the minority businesses? What are all of the women-owned businesses and small businesses around the city that, you know, we want to use if we get the convention? Um, and there will be plenty of opportunities. In Denver in 2008, there were over 1,500 events um, that were done in those wow. four days. Just in four days, they had over 1,500 events. So just thinking about how many light technicians and lighting companies you're going to need, how many event planning companies, event spaces, caterers, florists, you know, designers, like you name it, anything that you need to put on an event, those type of companies are going to be needed. Um, when you're looking at invitations, signs, tchotchke makers, anything like that, we're going to need all of them. Uh, and there's going to be a plethora of other opportunities for all kinds of businesses. And what we want to make sure is that we're spreading that wealth around. Um, this is not going to be something where we're just hoping that big businesses are able to come in and you know take all this business. We want to make sure that this is something that, and that this convention um, is able to be stamped, hey, made in Milwaukee. You know, we want this to be made in Wisconsin, and so we hope to get as many vendors as possible from around the city to be able to participate. And we think that when you look at past conventions, that's something that's a focus, uh, and it's something that we look at it being a focus. And we think that there's going to be millions of dollars spent in this city not only just over those four days but over you know the next you know if we get it over the next leading up to 2020 
that's going to be brought into the city that otherwise wouldn't have. I know that Milwaukee is one of three current finalists. Uh, what are the next steps as far as the DNC is concerned of evaluating these three cities? And then when will they ultimately make their decision? So my understanding is that um, over the next month, uh, they'll be doing a site visit on coming to each city um, to you know, really dive into and take a look at it. Um, you, know, you can only get so much information from an RFP. Uh, and so we want them to come in. Uh, we want to show them kind of our best foot forward. We're going to take them on a tour of the arena, the convention center, show them all the hotel spaces around, show them all the potential event spaces, uh, give them a sense of what the local cuisine is like, and also hopefully maybe give them a little sense of, you know, how Milwaukee nightlife is. Uh, and that's, you know, something that is unparalleled, um, especially when you compare the other three, the other two cities that are, are going to be here. You know, I think then what ends up happening is, um, as we get into the fall of, uh, of 2018, is when we start to negotiate. And, you know, we find out in, uh, I believe it'll be December, January, maybe February, who gets it. I like our chances. You know, I think we've got a really strong bid. And I think we have a really strong story to tell. Something that, you know, when you look at kind of the microcosm of what's, just what's going on in the country and you look at, you know, trying to move from where we were as a manufacturing country, uh, country to now kind of this 21st century services, technology. Milwaukee is really a microcosm of kind of how Midwestern cities and how, you know, these quote unquote Rust Belt cities and areas are moving into the 21st century. And I think you know, if conventions are about the future and kind of telling the story of where we're going to go over the next four or eight years, I think Milwaukee is a great symbol of that. Uh, and that's not to say Milwaukee doesn't have, you know, its share of issues. You know, every city does. But I think that's what makes this city special is that and what would make a convention like this so special uh, is that it would allow us to you know, take a hard look at that and put some deadlines on um, how are we going to solve some of these issues. Uh, and I think you know, that's, that's good. And I think it's good that to have that opportunity to not shy away from that. So you alluded to the changing economy and the political climate that's currently going on now. Uh, and obviously, it's been uh, a very partisan couple of years or maybe even a decade or so. Uh, but you've also mentioned that the bid isn't partisan. I was really shocked to hear that Governor Walker is supporting the bid, particularly because there's typically some tension between Milwaukee and uh, uh, the governor. Uh, how has it been uh, navigating uh, the bid in terms of making it not partisan and really striving for a bipartisan approach? You know, I thought it was going to be more difficult than it was. Uh, I think what, what made it easier is that everyone on the, um, going from Mayor Barrett to Congresswoman Moore to the MMAC, even a Governor Walker and Republicans and Democrats in the business community, just right away, people kind of saw the opportunity and saw what this would mean. Uh, and I think for us, everyone who was putting forth and trying to push this bid, there was never any talk of, oh, this is going to be great for the Democratic Party. This is going to, this is how we take back Wisconsin. It's always been about, hey, this is how we put Milwaukee on the map. This is going to be great for the local economy, over $200 million of economic impact um, from a convention like this. It's going to be great for the state. Um, you know, I think uh, at our press conference, uh, Tim Sheehy, I think even Governor Walker said this, you know, for this, it's not blue or red, it's green. And this is going to be big in terms of economic impact for the city. And I think 
if you were trying to, you, you could have either gone the direction of, hey, this is going to be big for the party. We need to be here to take back Wisconsin. Or you could have set pushed this as, hey, this is going to be big for the city and the state. And this entire time, we believe, and I truly do believe, this is something that is going to be big for the city and state. And we looked at also doing an RNC bid. Um, you know, we were definitely something that we were considering and weren't you know shy about. But we thought that the best thing to do was to focus your efforts on one convention. Um, and what we liked about the Democratic convention was that there was some suspense. Uh, you know, they're generally, and especially right now, it's, you know, you assume, okay, Trump is going to, you know, be the nominee um, on the Republican side. So the year leading up to it, there's no real suspense. The year leading up into the Democratic convention, for a year and a half, you're going to hear the road to Milwaukee. And we are going to be on the, you know, on every news station, in every candidate's speech on, hey, in Milwaukee, when I'm, you know, taking the, you know, when I'm taking the nomination, right? And like that's free advertising that you just can't get. And then also just in general, Democratic conventions are bigger um, than Republican ones. So I think for the for those reasons is, you know, kind of why we as a group decided, hey, we think this convention makes the most sense. Our hope is that we get this and are able to do something like Charlotte's doing, which is, all right, let's get the Democratic convention now and show that we can do it and that we can put on a great convention. And then maybe the Republicans want to come here four years later. And, you know, whether you're a Democrat or Republican, we're more than happy to have you spend your money in this city. And that's, you know, what what I think these, what this bid is about. Going back to this idea that you all were thinking green when it came to the, the bid, um, could you envision the contract uh, after negotiations containing some component where um, a percentage of the vendors need to come from maybe a certain uh, zip code where uh, it might be more poverty stricken or a certain number of vendors, percentage of vendors need to be from uh, women owned businesses or people of color uh, who own businesses? So there's definitely a, a focus on ensuring that minority-owned businesses, women-owned businesses, and small businesses get contracts and are vendors in the convention. I don't know if there's a percentage that they want you to hit or if there's certain benchmarks. I do know that in, you know, in the RFP and anytime we've spoken to anyone about this, they take it very seriously. And this is something that Gwen Moore's staff has been on us from the start. This is not going to be something that is just benefiting downtown. This is not going to be something that is just benefiting certain vendors who kind of get all the contracts. This is something that is going to have to hit all corners of Milwaukee or we're not supporting it. Mm -hmm. And that is something that, you know, we all take very seriously Um, from the mayor, from the congresswoman. uh, You know, to me, uh, this is some that is something that is important for this city and is important for this bid. Uh, and is important to the party. Um, the DNC has made it abundantly clear that you need to be able to provide minority-owned businesses, women-owned businesses, and small businesses the opportunity to participate and partake in this process. And I think that's smart. Uh, you know, this, these things are so big and massive that it, it's great to have, one, that local touch, uh, because I think these conventions are also supposed to be about the city and supposed to be a chance for your city to be able to showcase itself. And so when you are able to use local vendors, I think that really gives it that city touch. You know, it's no different than than what we've done on the arena. You know, we've tried to make sure 30%, you know, we had a goal of 25% for minority-owned and small businesses on the arena, and we got to 30%. And it was a way 
for those businesses to showcase themselves and to be a part of a massive project and to help them grow. And I think it's going to be something very similar for the convention where we're getting a ton of local vendors um, involved and a part of this and making sure that everyone has a chance to, to benefit from this and not just you know a select few. Say we Milwaukee doesn't get the bid, not to jinx it or anything, but this infrastructure and this team and kind of this coalition that has been formed to try to get the DNC to come here, do you see that uh, being a continuous thing that regardless of if we get DNC or not, we want to make Milwaukee a place that is attractive. Are there any other events or conventions you're hoping to bring to Milwaukee uh, regardless of the DNC? I think what it has shown is we're one of the final three. There were, I believe, eight or nine original cities, which included New York, San Francisco, Atlanta, big cities. Uh, And we've made it all the way through. So what I think that at least should show is that we can handle a convention of this size. Clearly, the party has looked at our RFP and has said, okay, you guys have the capacity to host this convention. So what that should say is we have the ability and the capacity to host one of the biggest conventions in the world. So that should mean that anyone else looking at, okay, where do I want to put my event? You know, where am I looking at um, for my convention? I'm a corporation. I'm looking to relocate. You know, should I be looking at another city? Milwaukee has to be in that conversation. Uh, and I think that's what being a, at least even just a finalist is about also. It's putting Milwaukee in that conversation. It's now, it's now going to be on, you know, on the business community, on our elected officials to finish the sale and to go from, you know, the red zone into the end zone. But I think what we've done is we've at least brought us into the red zone. And I think that's what this is doing. And I think after that, it's just going to be on us to continue to keep the pressure up uh, and to continue to be active and aggressive in going after these things. You said that the coalition um, hasn't really taken into account or, or maybe decided to not take into account the potential electoral impact for the Democrats. But is the DNC really thinking about like, oh, Wisconsin, you know, that's Paul Ryan, that's Scott Walker, Reince Priebus, right? Like um, all the stuff with Harley Davidson and tariffs. I'm sure the DNC is thinking about Wisconsin from an electoral perspective. I mean, I hope in general the DNC is thinking about <laughs> Wisconsin from an electoral perspective. I don't think when it comes to the convention. Oh, you don't um, I don't think that is priority on the list of, oh, we need to go here because we can go right into Paul Ryan's backyard. I think what they look at is the most important thing is putting on a great convention, showcasing the nominee and... Having a city that the delegates and that the 50,000 people that are coming here are excited, are energetic, and pumped about being in. I think the fact that we're a politically interesting state makes it more interesting and makes it more appealing to come to. And I think, you know, look, if there's a tie between us, Houston and Miami, and that's the reason they want to go with, I won't shy away from it. But I think in general, what they're really looking for is, all right, we want to make sure that we have enough hotel rooms. We want to make sure that you have enough event space. We want to make sure the arena and the convention center are up to par in what we're looking for. Uh, And I think they want to make sure that the city is going to be a welcoming, fun city that 
everyone who's coming is going to leave being like, all right, I had a great time. Now let's now let's go out and win this thing. And so I think those are the things that we're going to be able to show. I do think a politically interesting state is something that does add a different kind of appeal. But I do think the most important thing that they're looking for is a city that is going to be welcoming, have the vendors that they're looking for, um, looking for a diverse city uh, with a with a burgeoning young pop- population and you know just a city that can put on a great show bridge the city is focused on action steps and it's an action-oriented podcast so if our listeners hear this and they're like this is a really great opportunity for milwaukee uh to showcase itself nationally how can uh, an everyday citizen in milwaukee get involved in the process uh is the dnc taking into account like if i email tom perez or the <laughs> committee lead is saying you know, come to Milwaukee. If you have Tom Perez's email. And you want to email <laughs> so, I'm all for it. Uh, how can everyday citizens reach out or get involved in this to make it uh, a better chance of Milwaukee getting selected? Yeah, so I think momentum creates more momentum. And if anyone listening is able to, you know, post on social media and, you know, who knows what that feed then leads to and mm-hmm. who any of your friends are connected to whom, like, you know, stuff starts to spread very quickly. So I would always just recommend like, hey, anytime you see a news article or even if you just wake up one morning, you're like, I want to just throw in my support for Milwaukee. You know, just posting on social media is a big help because uh, it starts to get the word out and starts to really, I think, create community momentum. Uh, I think the next thing is when we start to do these community meetings, if you have a business, please come to them and let us know what your business is that is that would you know be helpful for uh, for the convention, because we need as many local vendors as possible. And then I think finally, it's just through word of mouth and, you know, continuing to put pressure on all of us to not settle for one, being a finalist and two, not settling. Great. We got like, let's say we get it. Great. We got the convention. We're done. Like, no, the convention is the start. Like, this is the beginning of us trying to continue to keep a spotlight and make us a, uh, a faster growing um, and even better city than we currently are. And I, I always say people from Milwaukee love the city. They don't love to tell people about the city. And I think it's time that we right now start to tell people about Milwaukee. And the best thing people can do is just be an ambassador for the city and never be, never feel like they have to explain why Milwaukee's great. You know, one of the things that I always think is funny about New Yorkers is no one can talk bad about New York except New Yorkers. And if anyone outside of New York says something bad about New York, like they're willing to fight you. Um, and I think we need to kind of develop an attitude where, hey, look, when we're in Chicago and someone says, oh, you know, like, where are you from? You go, I'm from Milwaukee. And like having that sort of pride in being able to talk about it. Um, you know, and when someone asks, even from non-Milwaukee, uh, you know, if you're in, you know, if you're traveling, they're like, oh, where are you from? And you go, Milwaukee. And they go, where is that? Not being like, oh, we're just a little bit like north of Chicago, right? Like just trying to say like, oh, yeah, we're in Wisconsin. And we've got the Packers, the Bucks, the Brewers, and, you know, all of these great stuff about the city. And Bridge the City. Yeah, and Bridge the City <laughs> podcast, you know. And if you haven't listened to that, you gotta you got to subscribe. But I think the, the biggest thing that what this convention is and this bid is hopefully showing is it's time to take the lid off of this city. And it's time to start talking about the city as a top-tier city. So the DNC is coming. They have their site visit. What bar or what restaurant are you taking them to seal the deal for Milwaukee? Mm. You know, I think we'll probably end up going to, you know, probably Carnivore for one night. 
And then I don't think I can divulge some of the others because I can't have too many people oh, yeah, that's out fair. there yeah. uh, for that it. Sense, yeah. <laughs> One of the things that I think we also want to make sure we're doing is not just showing them what downtown is like. Yeah. Um, I think we want to make sure that we're giving a a real sense of, of Milwaukee. One of the things I think that's great about the Milwaukee restaurant scene is how ethnic it is. Um, and so, you know, I would love to and hope to go to, you know, a good kind or, you know, going down, you know, going into Bayview you know, going, you know, even over Tandem. by Tandem, Tandem which is a restaurant that I'm invested in. I think we give the the selection committee a real sense of what makes Milwaukee great. And I think that's the diversity of local food options, uh, which you don't get from a city like, you know, a city of this size. You don't have a as diverse of local food options as, as Milwaukee does. And things are affordable. spread all the way around the city, uh, mm-hmm. which I think yeah. is... What's really great is not just the best restaurants aren't located in downtown. The best restaurants are located all around the city. Uh, and I think that's something that's special. And I think that makes it easier for us to sell as, hey, we're a unique, diverse city. As you heard, I tried to push Alex a little bit on whether or not only certain people would benefit from the convention being in Milwaukee. I think too often cities, in particular Milwaukee, will have these big events or things that bring in a lot of people from outside the city, but it's really concentrated in the downtown area. And even more recently, looking at a lot of the development that's happened throughout the city, a lot of it's been concentrated in a particular region. That all happening at the same time that Milwaukee continues to be one of the most segregated cities in the country and there's a high concentrations of poverty scattered throughout the city with that in mind i hope all of our listeners pay attention to whether or not milwaukee is actually chosen to host the democratic national convention and then from there think about small businesses throughout the city that you frequent or businesses in parts of the neighborhood that are outside of downtown and how you might be able to connect those businesses those restaurants those shops with the people organizing the democratic national convention Alex Lazary mentioned Gwen Moore and Tom Barrett. Their contact information is public and available, and you are free to reach out to them and, and urge them to support businesses or organizations in your neighborhood. So to piggyback off Ben, I think it is worth thinking about what putting Milwaukee on the map might mean. Those of you who follow us on Twitter know that our last Throwback Thursday was to our very first episode titled The Unraveling of the American Project. Adam Carr, our guest on that episode, talked about how Milwaukee was an interesting city because it exemplifies the limits of a growth-at-all-cost strategy for citywide empowerment. I'm definitely excited that Milwaukee has made the shortlist for hosting the DNC, but I think now is the time to begin thinking about what an equitable political convention even looks like, i.e., how are we going to deliberately involve POC-owned businesses? How can we share revenue with neighborhoods around the city? And even how will we maintain access to affordable housing for current residents in case the convention really does attract large amounts of young professionals to Milwaukee? So yes, get excited. Let's bring the DNC to Milwaukee and showcase everything that we have to offer. But let's make sure that it works for all Milwaukeeans and that we stay special long after it leaves town. Since Bridge the City is all about action, I really want to focus on the action steps that Alex mentioned. We all see this convention as an amazing opportunity for Milwaukee, and I know I'm excited to play my part in bringing it to the city. So I'm asking all of you to think about the $200 million that are expected to flow into the city, the 50,000 people coming from all parts of the country into our city, and the millions of Americans who may be hearing about Milwaukee for the first time on TV. 
and realize how huge of an opportunity, if handled correctly, this can be for our city. So I encourage you all to get involved, email your elected officials, contact the DNC, share your thoughts on social media. Like Alex said, momentum can build more momentum and let people know how excited you are for this opportunity. But when we do win the convention, we need that same energy and enthusiasm to ensure that the benefits of this opportunity are equitably distributed throughout the entire city. I believe hosting this convention will, like Alex said, give us a hard deadline to really attack some of the challenges that plague the city today. So let's take action, let's win the convention, and most importantly, let's use the convention as leverage to make sure that the benefits go to the entire city and all of its residents. We want to give a special thanks to our guest, Alex Lazary, Thad Nation of Nation Consulting for helping us facilitate their interview, and Casey Masters, of course, with the Bridges City Music. And as always, the most important thanks is to the listeners, particularly those who have been reaching out to us about potential guests and episode topics. We really appreciate the dialogue. Yes, and please rate and subscribe to the podcast if you have been enjoying it, and follow us on social media. But most importantly, let's all take action to help Bridge the City. Bridge the City.